Hi everyone and welcome, I'm Zen, your astrologer, and in this recording I'm going to be speaking about the astrology of this upcoming solar eclipse taking place on the 10th of June in the sign of Gemini. Now just as the previous eclipse, the total lunar eclipse in Sagittarius, so the opposite sign of Gemini, on the 26th of May had a really really strong karmic effect where it kind of really shook us up emotionally, even spiritually, our lives might have almost immediately reflected certain bigger truth, perhaps philosophical truth, perhaps very, very subjective truth to us and who it is that we are. And it kind of really sent most of us into a deep contemplation of whatever it is that we can allow to be part of our reality, which is very much based on perception, and what it is that we really have to release, surrender, eliminate, block out, or, you know, a lunar eclipse, allow fate to just wash it away, uh, place it into the time capsule of the past, which we only behold but never ever you know, reenact again. And the moment that I'm recording this, well, we're still under the effect of that lunar eclipse, but at the same time, the energies, the foreshadows of the solar eclipse are also coming online, if you know what I mean. So in this period between the two eclipses, you know, the karmic intensity, the emotional and mental and even instinctual pressure is on, basically on full blast. We kind of feel that something very, very important has to take place in our lives. Uh, yes, of course, collectively as well, but mostly individually. And we're in a state of preparation and under this Mercury retrograde, a Mercury retrograde which is going to be an active part of the eclipse and it's also the ruler of the eclipse because it takes place in its home sign. So we're really, really analyzing, we're really thinking as deeply, as profoundly, as analytically, perhaps even hair-splittingly as possible because we do want to make right choices, we do want to stand from a place of total authenticity and, of course, truth. And we really want to make sure that the future that we're stepping into, the North Node, of course, the North Node is basically our futures that we are creating, both karmically but also through the choices and actions that we take. So it's also a matter of preference as well. So this North Node, of course, it is a very important part of the Eclipse because this is why whatever takes place around this time in our lives, yes, of course, the sphere of influence is the next six months. So it doesn't have to be something instant. Yet, whatever it is, and regardless of how much time it takes for it to fall into place, for it to, let's say, crystallize, it is still for the long run, for the long term. It is for the big picture of who we are going to be and how we are going to operate in the future. Now, before I get into the details, the aspects and the energies of the solar eclipse, 
Well, first of all, I have to be totally honest with you. I'm not going to sugarcoat these energies because on one hand, yes, Gemini is very optimistic. It is lighthearted. It is the adolescent of the Zodiac. So it always, you know, acts and speaks and communicates from a rather elevated place, projecting a lot of positivity, a lot of success-oriented, solution-oriented mindset onto everything. Yes, that, of course, is part of this energy, but an eclipse, especially according to the ancients, regardless if it's solar or lunar, well, it's not an easy energy. It is like something reaching a critical state. And you know, a lunar eclipse is very much straightforward because that is much more like karma, that is much more like basically fate reflecting something back at us. But a, a solar eclipse is much more also about our own choices, our contributions, our focus, attention and energy. And very many times for us to basically take a leap forwards, progress, achieve breakthrough, be able to enact a choice and a decision well, that is going to be inspired by maybe a crisis, a very tensionate period, perhaps stress, perhaps different kind of motivational energies, having a moment of confrontation within ourselves and the stronger one which triumphs is going to determine what we're going to do next. So yes, even though this kind of wants to serve our greatest good, it is definitely future-oriented, it is definitely based on truth, authenticity, of deep wisdom, even life experience, and a lot of spirituality, because it does hold a conversation with Neptune, and we're gonna get to this in a minute, but the energy of an eclipse it's, is not easy. It is not like you kind of toss a coin and the universe just helps you like that, make a choice, it is going to be like really, really heavy, intense mental and emotional grinding to see what is you and what is not you. So you know what you need to take with you necessarily into the future and what and of course who, because this might also be about people, Gemini, the other, who it is that you're definitely not taking with you in the future. Now, this energy is also dual in more than one perspective. Well, the sign of Gemini kind of says it all. Mind and heart. What is like rational, logical? What is the right thing to do based on sheer logic? But at the same time, it also has to be like moral. It also has to represent an emotional right choice, not just a logical one. It has to be like solid and concrete and applicable in physical reality. Yet at the same time, the other side of the spectrum, it also has to be divinely inspired. You know, the constellation of Gemini, Castor and Pollux, one of them is mortal. The other one is divine and the two don't choose to separate, they choose to stick out with each other, 
despite their differences. And at the same time, you know, in the tarot, Gemini is the lovers. So even though it is a very, very rational, intellectual, mind-oriented energy, feelings, emotions, what resonates, what is right and wrong, what is moral and what is way below moral standards, what is not susceptible to compromise, well, that is also part of the story, basically. And then there is the square that the sun, the moon, and Mercury conjunct together at the time of this new moon solar eclipse. They hold the square with Neptune from Pisces. Yet another fine example of duality. And Pisces might be at times a little bit more extreme than Gemini because the two fish tend to swim in different directions. So this is not just about, you know, emotion and mind being able to handshake and be good bedfellows and then we have the answer to all of our problems. It goes maybe a nuance deeper than that because it also has to resonate. It also has to appeal to the soul and the soul sometimes goes way deeper than our mental sphere, even deeper than our emotions. Sometimes what resonates has no real logic to it other than our own subjective way of being. So that is why whatever we decide upon, whatever new beginning, whatever perhaps new phase in our lives we are catapulted towards, it also has to resonate. And perhaps this resonance is going to be the most delicate part of all of this energy because, you know, what resonates, as I said earlier, might not be susceptible to, like, mental logic, but neither emotional logic. Yet it must be part of our future, whatever it is. Like, let me just give you an example so you can better understand how these three elements have to come together. Let's say, for example, there is a person who was always deeply artistic, was fascinated by arts, and also has this amazing talent to do, create some form of art. Gemini self-expression, Gemini D-hands, Pisces, deeply, deeply artistic, especially with the divine source of whatever art is Neptune in this, its home sign of Pisces. That's why I think this is such a good example. And that artistic person, let's say, doesn't have the material resources, the diplomas, the school, um, the qualification the notoriety, friends in higher places, etc. What someone needs to, like, be a proper artist and do this for a living. And there comes this eclipse and the person has to kind of brainstorm, but also soulstorm how to have their cake and eat it. Because the artistic part of their lives well, that is about resonance. They will not be able to live without it. But there is that Gemini energy with Mercury retrograde, like the truth 
physical reality, however things are outside of spirituality, basically. And perhaps there is no way to have the cake and also eat it. So that person might decide to look for a job which is rather easy, not very soliciting mentally and emotionally, let's say. And in their spare time, they will definitely keep on their artistic activities ongoing. Even if, let's say, it's just on a personal level, they might not even want to share with anyone, they might not even want to turn it into a source of income. And they make this decision to basically keep and protect and nurture what is sacred to them, Neptune and Pisces, their artistic vision, talent, etc. Yet at the same time make the compromise to get the resources, the food, the money, everything that they need in a way that isn't like truly painful and self-defeating because if they would focus on their arts well they cannot deny their situation it would lead them to a lot of suffering and the successes and the moments of triumph would really not cover the moments when basically it's dead and empty and they might create and create but no one's interested that is always part of an artist's life that is the ebb and flow of life, so, you know. But, maybe, let's fast forward events a couple of months. They took that job. And there is a special event at the job, like someone's birthday, the boss's birthday. And this person gives them one of their paintings, or whatever their artistic expression is. And the boss is not just delighted but shocked how wonderful beautiful it is and at the same time you know a highly experienced business person a manager a boss will immediately identify the potential and basically how something very unique can be a great addition to the business company whatever it is and there and then they make an offer work for us, like decorate our office, our building, or somehow use this skill and talent within the company. Don't worry about it. I'll think of a way. I'll find a way somehow. And in that very moment, the life of that artist, let's say, changed 180 degree because they made that very rational choice they ended up having their cake and also eating them. And let's fast forward two years where their creativity and their skill brought them a lot of material resources they could st save up. And they opened their studio and they're no longer an employee, but just a collaborator. They have their own business. And even if, you know, the ebb and flow of an artist's life are still ongoing, are still present, but one piece, one sale will give them enough resources to last for like six months. So it's absolutely fine. But of course, this is just an example for us to be able to comprehend why the resonant part and why this Neptune is so, so important. But at the same time, 
why basically having a very rational, a very diligent, reality-rooted way of thinking is equally as important because we have to find the modus operandi either through our minds inspired by the spirit, of course, that Neptune, or we have to allow the spirit to open uh, us the way even if we don't see how something which might appear way too small, way too petty, way too imperfect, that can lead us to a much brighter future. So this really, really depends on our personal situation, who it is that we are, because let's not forget Mercury retrograde, it screams of own personal truth, authenticity, and integrating all the wisdom, all the lessons of the past, past experiences, past events, how we used to do things in the past. Now all of those have to be integrated into this. And there is a conversation of supreme harmony that the sun, the moon and Mercury retrograde conjunct together, hold with Saturn from fellow air sign Aquarius. And even though this is a rather faint energy because the trine is not exact, this Saturn still provides us everything that we need mentally to be grounded in physical reality. And Aquarius, Aquarius is all about the future, so it gives us foresight. It gives us heightened sense of logic. And, you know, also a special kind of more intellectual kind of sixth sense where we just know what can work and what 100% is not gonna work. And at the same time, all of this eclipse, just like the lunar eclipse and the solar eclipse as well, and the other eclipses, the remaining two eclipses and the second half of 2021 are gonna be under the long-term and predominant square that Uranus and Saturn are holding all throughout 2021. So as I said in so very many recordings, this is an urgent need to innovate Uranus, the future, to head towards the future, but in a way where we don't compromise the fundamental structures of our lives, especially those very, very important human values, you know, equality, freedom, equity, morality, uh, doing to another that which we also would like to be done to us. So basically, that is what Saturn is protecting. And that's why everything in 2021 feels so very dual, like an up and down, like a roller coaster ride, where one moment we have everything, we have everything figured out. The next moment, even the next day, we are totally down and lost. So this eclipse basically is trying its hardest, if this makes sense, to give us like a coping skill, a coping mechanism in order for us to still stay as balanced, as grounded and as stable as possible whenever this Uranus-Saturn uh, square spikes, regardless if it's collectively, you know, economics up and down, socially, 
the political warfare, the split of society into one group than the other group, or may it be quite personally where we feel one moment on top of the world where we have everything figured out and the next moment something happens, someone says something and we're totally lost. Now let's take a moment and see what this eclipse can mean for us personally, how and in which way is it going to catapult us towards our futures and you know everything that we need to accomplish, the North Node. And you know, a Gemini energy which creates something new, because basically a new moon, that is the basic theme of any solar eclipse, might be very hard to, you know, interpret in a very precise manner, because Gemini is mutable air energy, it can go any way. It is also one of the most ingenious signs. It has also that very non-conformistic and unique quality to it as Aquarius, so you never know what a Gemini can basically produce. And also you never know what a Gemini is gonna react like to anything. So in order to get a little bit of clarity, let's take a look at the Sabian symbol of 20 degrees of Gemini, because that is where this eclipse is going to be taking place. And the Sabian symbol is the cafeteria. And this is so very suggestive. On one hand, well, it represents that all of us have to choose what kind of future we would like to experience. More importantly, what we want to do, who we want to be, how we want to live in the future. That might be so very many different things for different people, depending, of course, on where this 20 degrees of Gemini is in your chart personally. But there is something which all of us have in common. Well, it has to do a lot with our identity. We're our, the sun, basically the light of our consciousness, but also our ego, so our conditioned self. And it has to handshake with our souls. So these two elements, our divine identity and of course our earthly identity have to be really aligned at this time. And this might be the easy part because that is basically symbolically going to the cafeteria to get some and this is where the story gets complicated. What are we going to get? Which flavor are we going to choose? How much of it are we going to choose? Because we do know that if we pack in a lot of cakes, sweets, drink a lot of coffee, it will definitely lead to a great imbalance. It will hurt us, make us sick or make us extremely hyperactive. So we already know that we have to limit our choices that Saturn trying the Sun, Moon, Mercury, trying Saturn. This is the limit that depend on us personally. It is our diligence, it is our rationality. If we choose excess, then we will 100% suffer and our cafeteria experience won't be very, you know, positive. Or it might be very positive for a few minutes, but then the sickness will definitely begin. The other question 
Are we going to this cafeteria alone or with someone? Another choice. Then, of course, we might meet other people in the cafeteria who we know. Friend, neighbor, colleague, etc. How is meeting that peop those people, that person, going to influence our experience? And is that going to influence our choice? Because we might immediately see at their table a certain cake a certain choice that they made, will it appeal to us as well? Or are we very determined what we want before we step into the cafeteria? Then, of course, it's about choosing not just the quantity, not just the flavor, but also, you know, what we make of the experience of having that cake, drinking the coffee, spending that moment with someone else or maybe we went there to have some time alone and think about certain things or brainstorm etc. So this Sabian symbol kind of suggests that this is going to be a moment when we truly have to open our eyes, the eyes of the mind, eyes of the heart and also the eyes of the soul, the sixth sense our intuition, what resonates, to whatever we have in our lives and can work with. And because this is also a very karmic new beginning, chances are the universe is definitely going to be, be sending us certain options, choices. And one of the biggest lessons of this energy is, and if one of our goals when making the choices is that whatever we choose also feeds our souls it feeds our minds with you know and our values our own personal values with inspiration with beauty with love you know exactly again the main theme the resonance well then we it doesn't really matter which cake let's say we choose what matters is that we make a choice knowing full well that we're comfortable with it, we're gonna love it, and it will turn into a positive experience. And for this, we need profound self-knowledge. And this is also reflected in the stars, because at this time, Ceres, goddess of nurture, goddess of harvest, basically, the food, conjunct Uranus and Taurus. So basically, soul food, mental food, food source, you know, in an inspirational way, so to speak, for our futures that we know that is guaranteed for the future. This sextiling Venus in the sign of Cancer, and Venus is not only very powerful in Cancer, but she's also the ruling planet of Taurus. So it's all about beauty. It is all about pleasure. It is all about love and enjoyment. So basically, our choices, yes, they have to be rational at everything I said before, but they also have to provide pleasure. They also have to provide a frequency of personal happiness because that is why we're going to a cafeteria and not to a, I don't know, fast food restaurant, let's say, because the pleasure, the peace, the frequency of the cafeteria is what we need. That is basically Gemini. 
because there is this adolescent energy, the energy of lightheartedness cafeteria, where it is also cakes and sweets, but also coffee, so children and adults alike. There are also a lot of other people, for example, what do they do in a cafeteria? They contemplate, they daydream, they gossip, Gemini, they share information, but in, but in a very light-hearted manner, where it's about the social connection, the friendship, and not necessarily like very seriously as in a work relationship or where they talk things in a very dead serious cold manner because that's exactly why they chose the cafeteria so they can be discreet but also you know detached and light-hearted and they also know that other people in that same place are doing the exact same thing and you know, cafeteria is where writers, poets, musicians get their inspiration when writing lyrics and, you know, big, big things. That is also a place of philosophy, but within, you know, modern society, because one might think, well, you know, to philosophize like deeply and truly, let's go out in the mountains under a starry sky. Yes, of course, but sometimes that is not possible and then a genius mind goes to a cafeteria where they are kind of alone because everyone is so caught up in their own daydream that basically that is almost like a place where everyone just kind of daydreams or analyzes very adolescent subjects. So at this time of the eclipse, we might expect a lot of communication, information, new, let's say, maybe offers, new take on things to enter into our sphere of awareness, but not necessarily to make that choice there and then extremely quickly, even though that is also possible with Gemini, because Gemini likes to act immediately when they have the plan, when they have the bright idea, when they have the eureka moment, they don't waste time, they immediately take action, put it into practice. But at the same time, Neptune and Pisces squaring Mercury retrograde, a lot of information might source from the past. So this is a mixture of energies. Some of them are very future-oriented, others are from the past, and we basically have to sort things out. We have to make order. We have to put them on the shelf, or better said, we have to organize our own unique periodic table as in putting our thoughts, ideas, experiences, pearls of wisdom and also inspiration into a specific order where they appeal to our rationality, our emotions and also our intuition as well. And of course, just the simple thought process of doing it well, this is also implicitly, indirectly, planting the seeds of intentions into the universe. So it will always be like a ritual, an ongoing ritual that we're going to be performing for days, maybe even weeks. As I said, the sphere of influence of such an eclipse is six months. And it is those seeds of intention that are going to grow and come to fruition and because we take into consideration both a very down-to-earth approach, Saturn, but also a bit of imagination, Neptune, 
the resonance and also whatever we feel and whatever brings us greater joy and pleasure and love, Venus, sextiling Uranus, because Uranus is the higher octave of Mercury, so it's also very important. This will also guide the universe, whatever it can grow in our lives and whatever it has to leave unfertile, because not all of the seeds of intentions are going to grow and basically bloom in our lives but rather those which are the most aligned to authenticity, inner truth, who it is that we are, because as I said, identity in this case will matter a lot. Yes, there is this human identity, the ego, but there is also the soul, the moon, who we are at the very core of our beings, and chances are these two will handshake, so they won't be in disharmony, but what might be in this harmony is we might know who we are, what we want, what resonates, what brings us joy. We might have the plan, the vision, everything that we basically need. We might even have the eureka moment because for a lot of people that is how this is going to manifest. Like a big epiphany, that idea finally reaching you or a core idea that you wanted to basically enable for quite some time now, maybe even years, maybe from childhood, Neptune and Pisces, well, now is going to be the moment when you figure it out, when you get stuff together mentally, yet still, you have to find a way to implement that. And that might be the difficulty. That might be the moment of crisis, which kind of forces you to innovate. That might be the sheer strength of the catapult, propulsing you to, towards the future because you know where there is a will there is a way and ultimately you know Gemini I think therefore I am and if we put these two universal truths together well then chances are whatever you came up with whatever you desire whatever your future is for you personally there has to be some way to get there it might require compromise it might require patience it might require help from others it might require many things but there has to be a way and that is basically the strength of this energy how you're gonna get there the modus operandi you might have to change a lot of things for example your mindset you, your self-esteem you might have to go into territories where you have never ever been before. So that is why I'm saying it might not be the easiest energy or choice to make, but this is ultimately what awaits all of us. And of course, let us not forget the symbolism of the cafeteria. There is more way than one. Let's say if you cannot make certain compromises or you cannot accept what you need to sacrifice to get where you want to be, you can always find an alternative solution, even if that is a bit more time-consuming or whatever. That is also Gemini. It will ultimately find a way to adapt. So don't lose hope. Don't get frustrated. Don't basically enter into panic mode or a depression, frustration. If at this eclipse you might not be able to find the right or mo most ideal way to get where you want to get, 
Because a lot of different things can still happen. And when mentally, let's say, you might have no options, because, you know, you're mentally, what I'm trying to say here is, logic tells you that, well, you know, right now you're blocked, nothing is accessible to you personally, and that is the truth, and that is fine, and you have to bow to it, but where mind cannot find a solution, Neptune, spirit definitely can, especially if you have certain, let's say, big good deeds in the past, Neptune in the third deacon of Pisces, so that is very karmic, that is the big past, and Mercury retrograde, going back, reanalyzing, the time has come for something delayed, so something might surface from the past, a lost opportunity, a lost or missed out on reward, the help of someone, or who knows. Now, there is also a rather tricky side of this energy, which might not really have to do as much with us personally, but only if we get caught up in it. Like, you know, the Uranus and Saturn square is this ongoing ideological battle and conflict that is basically sweeping over the world and everywhere we look. TV, social media, internet, newspapers, you know, everywhere. This choice or whatever new beginning you're trying to enable in your life must absolutely not be, not be influenced by fear. Especially not this very manipulative, irrational fear. Like, of course, there are certain fears which are very logical. Someone who is deeply introverted is not gonna go to become a cheerleader. Like, that is a kind of fear which makes sense to someone personally. I'm talking about this manipulation and all this mediatic warfare that is going on in the world. You must be able to detach from it. Because, you know, ultimately, that's not your reality, especially when you have to choose your future. What you think, what you perceive is ultimately what you're gonna get. So do not allow external sources of illusion, delusion, or even certain kind of truths which have nothing to do with your life story personally to interfere because then you might get blocked. Then you might just, without even knowing and wanting, be giving your energy to the basically sources of that propaganda and fear and whatever that is. At the time of a very powerful solar eclipse, you must give the energy, your energy, your belief, your mental, emotional, spiritual energy to your own life and your life story or maybe let's say Gemini, the other, your family or that person who you love with all your heart, yes, because they're part of you but not to the world. So don't get caught up in this. And there is another tricky side to this energy, which I'm really sorry to say is a little bit melancholic, but it is ultimately part of what certain people are going to be experiencing. And this goes especially for old souls, you know, people who have a very strong 
energy and the third deacon of Pisces, for example, people who are very, very Neptunian, people who lived lives of self-sacrifice, well, you know, sometimes, you know, the cafeteria example can go in a not so joyful, let's say, not so optimistic way because you might go, you might reach the cafeteria, but all you can do is look through the glass, through the window of how other people are enjoying their cake, their coffee, that they're laughing, they're connecting, they're socializing, and either you personally are not invited, let's say if it's a birthday party there and it's someone you know but they didn't invite you, well, all you can do is look through the glass and just either imagine yourself there or, you know, accept this part of the truth. That for some reason, it's not your place there. But at the same time, it can also be the case where you just don't have the money and all you do is just look at the cakes, look at other people eating their cakes and wish that maybe someday, somehow, you'll be one of those people in the cafeteria and not outside. And how this translates to, in, like, reality, well, it may mean that for some people, the influence of this eclipse might appear in an opposite way of that which would totally go against the symbolism of this all, as I said, the cafeteria is there, but maybe you cannot enter. So that means maybe all, instead of the universe uh, attracting choices, options, plans, modus operandi, connections into your life to make you be able to decide and focus on something that is very important for you, perhaps the opposite happens, where you will end up in a state where you see no choice whatsoever. You don't resonate with absolutely anything. Basically, your earthly physical life may seem to be in a total standstill and blockage where you might feel like an alien as if the external world is rejecting you or you cannot immerse into it whatsoever. Well, if this is the case, if this is how it's going to turn into, don't worry, don't feel depressed, don't allow the melancholics to make you suffer, because there is always wisdom in the now. And if that is the case, if the universe at this time, instead of catapulting you, blocks you even more than ever, it means it's protecting you from immersing into certain kind of connections, into a part of society, into the group, into, let's say, maybe serving others, because it has some very, very personal plans for you and with you. That means that the universe is much more alive in your life, in your story, in your soul than for any other person and what the universe wants to guide you towards that will definitely appear as 
a lightning bolt as a sudden manifestation, as a moment of perhaps miracle when the time is right and by this you know it's still Gemini so I by the time is right doesn't mean like 20 years it means when you really really need it because if the universe stays silent if it actually blocks you even more than normally it means that it has a very special plan for you and also it made the choice for you and that when the universe chooses for someone that is so 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 rare that is almost a little bit going against the laws of karma because you know it's all about free choice the universe very very rarely makes a choice for someone but when it does that person is extremely blessed and special and what the universe is choosing for you is something unimaginable and it truly serves your soul. So if this is how you're going to experience the eclipse, don't take it in a wrong way because you are definitely going to be guided to somewhere where you will be safe for the rest of your life. May that represent your place in the world. May that represent a collective, a relationship, a job, anything that you truly need to be yourself and not allow the world, the collective, other people, society, modern times to take away what is the most special and sacred about you because the universe only acts, acts in such a intense way, let's say, when someone holds a sacredness inside of them. When the universe is madly in love with something that you hold within yourself. So it's not a bad sign, it's a really good sign. So please don't take it the wrong way. Because you know, there is a slight danger. Neptune in the third deacon of Pisces is also the undoing of the self. And make sure that that is not what you're doing. Because the, that same energy can also make your dream come true. And this is something like I can truly exemplify. A moment like this actually happened in my life, in my childhood. And the irony of ironies is that it was actually linked to a cafeteria. Just like the Sabian symbol of 20 degrees of Gemini. But that is where I have my moon. So, you know, it kind of fits in together. So basically, you no, know, I was a child and every other child went to the cafeteria. They bought cakes and refreshments and they went their families with their friends, etc. Not only did me and my family not have a good material situation, so I couldn't really go. Like, especially when the birthday, someone's birthday was held in the cafeteria. But I was also a weirdo. No, that is nothing new here. How, what else would you expect an astrologer, a tarot reader, or a mystic to be like when they're young? But I didn't even... I had the wisdom, even at the age of seven, or I'm not sure how old I was not to go to the cafeteria and look 
through the glass because I knew that that was gonna be salt on the wound. And you know, I just accepted it that that is the way it's gonna be. But you can imagine that I got a much greater reward because you know, my grandmother lived in a village and the village when I was a child was like pristine. It was like untouched by man. It, we had, they had electricity and that's it. Everything else was natural, one million percent. And as I said, it was like time never uh, moved there. It wasn't like living in the 20th century. It was like the way it used to be even 500 years ago. And you can imagine that as soon as I got off from the bus, I was in a different dimension. It was like undescribable. It was like pure life everywhere you looked. Nothing was without meaning. Nothing was without magic. Nothing was without a kind of life of its own. Even the, the rocks on the, on the street, on the road. You can imagine an old village road with a lot of rocks on it. Everywhere you looked was like an ocean, endless ocean of green, of forests. But that was just the visual, that was just, let's say, the dimension. But you can imagine my everyday experiences as I was a child and I was allowed to go wherever I wanted to, to the garden, to the forest, to the fields, to everywhere I wanted to go. And it, there was like magic there, but for real, nothing that we could possibly experience in these modern times. Like you can name it from spirit orbs, from certain kind of manifestations, whispers in the forest, meeting bears or wolves and stuff like that and they not touching you and of course there were a few other children who lived in that village and what they've done each and every day of their lives they didn't go to cafeteria they shared the chores with their parents so they worked day and night and you know they didn't complain about it it made them strong and happy because they were part of the family, they were helping hands, they were providing life and food for their families and that was the example I saw. And all of that experience changed me in such a profound way that if I would have been able to go to the cafeteria every day, every time I wanted, if I would have been friends with those children who went to the cafeteria, you know, my schoolmates, basically. I do believe that my life right now would look totally different. Yes, maybe it would be so much better materially. Maybe I would have the house and car and everything. But who I would be, my, my soul, my soul level identity and what I do with my life, well, it would be totally dead and basically meaningless. So what the gift I received by being able to live those moments in, as I say, 
like a true a temporal timeless state where time didn't exist there and me out of all people I actually got the chance to experience it witness it live it be part of my life before it ended because you can imagine as the mobile phones appeared the place was destroyed forests cut out like you know and the generations died everyone died so right now it looks like a dimension of hell not the pristine dimension of nature which it was but that doesn't matter times change the end comes to everything yet i got this gift to experience it before it ended and that made me who i am so the moral of the story is whenever the universe chooses something for you in the sense that it will not give way to what you wish what you want it will block all your options it will block all your choices and even chances of getting anywhere that means that it is really really working on something and once it enters your life that one singular special fated moment well whatever you're gonna get may it be an experience or whatever it will truly change you for the better in a way that nothing else on this world could ever do that so even if you end up with this manifestation of this Gemini solar eclipse new moon, it's really a gift. You just have to tap into that Neptune of yours and see and feel the sheer divine benevolence and let other people go to the, symbolically speaking, cafeteria and enjoy themselves and make their choices because yours was already done for you by the greatest parent, so to speak. So I do hope that you enjoyed this and that you found it useful. Thank you so much for listening, for all the likes, shares and wonderful comments. If you'd like to support my channel, you can donate in the link in the description below. And with this being said, I wish everyone an amazing, magical and truly delightful Gemini Solar Eclipse. Until next time, bye for now.